Bill was with me last time we talked about Brit Volume 1. So, how are you doing, Brit? Oh. <laughs> I'm doing so well. <laughs> so, Brit, I wonder how many times I'm going to call you Brit now. Damn it! Welcome to the Invincible Podcast, probably the best superhero podcast in the universe. This is a show where friends get to sit around and talk all things Invincible, a comic book by Robert Kirkman. Sometimes we get into discussions about the new issues that come out. Sometimes we go over past issues with readers who have never read Invincible before. And sometimes we talk about the comics that tie into the Invincible universe, like today's episode, which we're going to be talking all about Brit. Um, This is going to be Brit Volume 2. Bill and I talked about Brit Volume 1 already. Uh, How are you doing, Bill? I'm doing very well. I almost called you Brit again. The second it, time. Yeah, it was it was right on the tip of my tongue. Um, how was your Christmas? It was very good. It was good with the kids. It was good with the dog. How was your Christmas? Pretty good. Yeah. What was Riker's, your son's favorite present? Uh, grocery gang. What is that? I don't even, even know how to explain it. Like, it's like this, there are these weird gooey toys that you buy, like, in a, in a, in a mystery pack. Uh-huh. And then you have to, like, collect them all. There's, like, a sheet that you get, mm-hmm. and there's rare ones that are fuzzy and stuff like that. So yeah. it's just weird. Yeah. And they're just little little figurines. Yeah, they're little figurines. You got, like, one, like, little shops that they go into and stuff like that. Hmm. I don't know. All right. I don't know. It's if you watch Nickelodeon, that's it's all over. Is it a show? No, it's, like, a toy. Yeah. But. Well, do you remember, like, watching Nickelodeon and, like, WB-49 and everything like that where there'd be just... Tons of commercials for random That's toys. That's what I'm saying. Kid. It's just That's, one of those things. And it, yeah, it's, it's just one of yeah. those things. Like tech boards, or what are they? What are they called? The, the finger boards? Oh, what were those called? What are they called? Tech board? Tech? Tech decks. Tech decks. Tech, tech decks. decks. You were really fucking good at them, too, weren't I, you? Oh, I totally had them. <laughs> I, 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 in less than five seconds, I can go grab one for you right now. I believe I it. I guarantee it. So, what? I was just looking around the room to find <laughs> a tech deck. To find a tech deck? There'd just be one <laughs> randomly around. Um... So, let's see, uh, anything Invincible related come up in the past uh, few weeks since you've been on? Uh, we released the new reader, uh, uh, Volume 8. So the girls are, they just finished Volume, no, Volume 7. They're currently reading Volume 8, which there's only 10. Which is where? Which Oh, so 10. 10 is the most recent one. We are currently reading, essentially, 11. So if, mm. if the new issue, so the next issue of Invincible that's coming out is going to be... Um, Invincible 133, and that should be out January 25th, I believe it is. And, and what, what issue are they on right now? Like, if, if they were to beginning to, to the beginning of that volume, volume 8? Yeah. What that issue does is, that start with? I want to say, oh, it's all the robot monster girl in the Flax on Dimension oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, dude. And I want to say I, it's I remember, 80. I remember listening to that, and she <laughs> was like, she was talking about it, she's like, yeah, oh my gosh, can you even imagine, like, what it would be like they were there for 12 years i'm like no 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 they haven't they're currently reading that one we haven't recorded that podcast yet no they they record no because they came back oh, yeah, and, yeah. and rex and monster yes, girl yeah. are all different she's like oh i didn't sleep with bulletproof in case you were wondering mm-hmm. and, and they were like and, yeah and liz was talking to me she was like wow 12 years it's such a long time to be in another dimension i'm like 12 years i'm like they were there you didn't for, tell her did you no i didn't oh i was like i was like yeah, yeah, that is a long time. Yeah, because I just reread Volume Eight uh, before giving it to Brittany. And, hundreds of years they were there, and they were for, there for right? hundreds, hundreds of years. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That's that's God. one of the coolest 
I remember Twist. that arc being kind of hard. It was a little to hard read, to get through. Though. That and was another Cory Walker arc, wasn't it? That I loved because they split each issue. The flashbacks were Cory Walker, and the present day fight was Ryan Otley. Really? That was a cool use of using two artists. Mm-hmm. I liked that a lot. I just remember that being very difficult, to, but thinking What's back on the, it, it was really good. Yeah, it's just the the issues I want to say were delayed. Um, you know, and so when we got one, they were, it was just heavy. It was a lot of stuff. And I want to say it was like six issues of them in the Flaxon dimension. And I want to say it just, it, it could have been like four, you know, it, felt, less, it felt less l- than that. It could have been a little long. I mean, it was a hundred years that they were there, but it, it, the, there was a lot of exposition. Like, yes, composition. Yes, kind of, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't a lot of exposition. It was just a lot of like, like, government talk mm-hmm. and like so look forward to new reader volume 8 when we talk all about that <laughs> at least it'll be like a quick read for them yeah we're gonna yeah it's gonna be fun to talk about that again I'm, I'm curious to what they think of the dynamic between amanda and robot and it's cool rereading it knowing where you know where rex is at now mm-hmm. um so yeah other than that uh i found a um on the invincible reddit page someone posted a podcast that they do it's called the heroes villains and sidekicks podcast and in on this podcast they will pull out a random character across pop culture most like you know mainly comics and they'll just be like here's a guy called the flame from the golden age of comics and they'll talk about his origin what his powers were and stuff like that And it was kind of cool and he did a whole episode about invincible so because he likes to do lesser known characters and invincible was his favorite character so he did a whole episode on Invincible, and he did a really good job. So that was the Heroes, Villains, and Sidekicks podcast, and so that was kind of neat. Is that what it's called, Heroes, Villains, and Sidekicks? Yeah, that's the name of the podcast. Mm, interesting. So yeah, other than that, uh, January 25th. So in just a few short weeks, we'll have the final issue of Cory Walker's arc. 21 days yep. from today. From this recording. But that would be 20... 18... 18 days? days? 19 days since people listen. It doesn't matter. They could know. be listening next week. They could be, know. Yep, they could be. So, <clears throat> we are going to be tackling Brit Volume 2 today, and Bill, do you remember where Brit Volume 1 left off? So, Brit Volume 1 left off in an epilogue, actually, mm-hmm. that was had Brit in his basement with a big, long beard, and he essentially said, I fucking quit. Like, I don't want yeah. anything to do with anything. I don't want to be a superhero anymore because he felt so guilty with what had happened, what had transpired. What did was it the the death of his ex-wife? Yeah, that it, made that like threw him over the edge or no, it was that his son, he oh, his he killed his son is or not his son, but his wife's son. His wife's son. It's not Sunspot or whoever He it was. looked like Sunspot. Yeah. What the fuck? Oh, kid kid fusion? Kid fusion. Yeah. Kid fusion. Um, but yeah, she died in the alien invasion. Remember, she just got like shot in the face. Her head exploded. Yeah, yeah. and then Kid Fusion showed up after saving everybody, mm-hmm. and and Brit just held on to him while he well yeah while he like he used, up all, used up all his energy and then yeah. like crumbled. Just, yeah, yeah. Um, so he didn't take that very well, and he decided to quit. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a new director, uh, an interim director, Slitter, uh, who we'll find out more about in this. In this uh, volume, which did we meet him in volume one? No. No, it's a brand new character, right? In this issue. Yep, in this right it, during that epilogue, uh, Donald tells him, he's like, oh, you know, there's a new director, Slitter, who would like to, you know, who's running things, and that's all we know. So. I'm, I'm curious. Yeah. So before we get going into this, like, what other people's who have read Brit, what their take 
on it really is because it is i mean it still takes place in the invincible universe mm-hmm. just what people's thoughts are yeah. you know what i mean so if you guys are listening to this write in mm-hmm. um what's our podcast uh email bill it is the invincible podcast at gmail.com yep very good you can also find us on twitter and facebook you can message us there follow us there i like to uh um we'll tweet out things about the podcast you know what the upcoming shows are or you know retweet you know things that make sense to retweet and uh let's see so brit volume two contains issues one through six now brit volume one was actually three separate one shots that came out and those came out um Back, uh, well, the last one of those one shots was released in August of 2004, and that one was called Red, White, Black, and Blue. And that was around the time of Invincible 16. And it was three years later, in like to the month, in August of 2007, that they released issue one. They decided to bring Brit back for a actual ongoing series. Um, and that came out in August 2007, which would be right around the time of Invincible 45, which is interesting. That's right around the time that we actually started reading Invincible. That is. Because the first issue that I remember ever buying, like, you know, as it just come out, was issue 47. Close to 50. Yeah. Because it was was, the White Room thing, right? Yep. Yeah. And uh, so um, the series, uh, let's see here. So three years later, they brought it back as an ongoing series. Mm Mm-hmm. With a different creative team. <clears throat> yeah. So, too, right? Yeah. So the creative team. Now, Kirkman was always uh, in charge of like overseeing it, and he edited it. Um, but they brought uh, Bruce Brown on as a writer. And I looked him up, and he has never written anything. But as far as I can tell, he's never written anything before Brit or after Brit, apart from it looked like like science fiction, science fiction novels or anything like that. No mm. comics. Um, that being said... So, mm-hmm. so the creative team, so who who was the artist on, so Tony Moore started it, he created yeah, it Yeah, Tony with, Moore did the first, I want to say he did the first two uh, one-shots in volume one, and then the third one-shot in volume one was Cliff Rathburn. Who you all know from The Walking Dead as the Currently. Inkist, Inker. You, you called God it Inkist again. damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and Inks, uh, Invincible. Right, so this Bruce Brown character, he's he's never written anything prior or after, from what you can find. Comic book wise. He is a writer, wise. but he doesn't write comic books. Okay. And and now that now that you now I I just I started this volume not knowing that. I thought that it was Kirkman writing it Did the you? whole time, yeah. Mm-hmm. And as I, I was reading it, I was like, Am I confused? Like I feel like I'm confused. I feel like I asked time. myself that question several times. Like, did I skip a panel? Am I reading this in the yep. right way? Yep. Like, what the fuck there context There several times in? in which it feels like they skip panels or the writing just misses a beat. And I don't know. I don't know. The, from what I could tell, um, uh, Brown's previous work on, or, you know, work afterwards on novels and such like that is very sci-fi or fantasy-based. And mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe this is just the kind of writer he is, but... It was different for us. I mean, mm-hmm. the kind of writing it was, and it took a little getting used to it. And I'm not entirely sure I did get used to it. I was just going to say, I don't think you can get used to it because I don't think that it's, it, it, I don't think and, it even works in novels. Like, there's no there's way. A, yeah. And there's a character that's introduced in this that 
complicated it even more. Dude, I know exactly who the <laughs> fuck you're talking about. Yeah. Because the way that he talks is just yep. so random. Yep. And then there's, some, there's a couple characters that talk random in this whole thing. They all do. They all do. The whole thing about it is this fucking brain gun that makes you talk like a fucking idiot. Yeah, so it's very random. And uh, so the writing was interesting, to say the least. Um, otherwise, the artist, uh, you know, Cliff Rathburn, I, I like his stuff. Um, and I liked how, you know, he continued on from the last one shot into this. And I'm pretty sure he continues on in Brit Volume 3. Other than that, they brought on, it looks like, is it Andy Kuhn? Breakdowns. Kuhn. Yeah. Uh, and do you know how breakdowns, do you know what those are, Bill? Um, if my knowledge of breakdowns is relevant to other things in the the world, I would assume that it's the very heavy part of the comic book, much like a song. That's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. chug, chug. Chug yeah, chug, 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 chug. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, something that's, like that. That would be the breakdown. <laughs> no, no, that's not the breakdown. Uh, I didn't know what they were. I looked in the back uh, in the uh, sketchbook section, and they actually talk about it a little bit, and they show examples of what breakdowns were. And it basically looks like layouts. Like, it looks like he did, um, like, a bunch of layouts and, like, storyboarding almost for, uh, I guess it would be for Cliff. And that was interesting. I've never seen that done before, and I wasn't aware that that was actually a thing that hmm. you do. Oh, so just really rough sketches of yeah. So like, what I guess it's look like. I guess so. Cliff doesn't have to worry about the layout or anything like that. It just kind of he just draws according to that layout. Hmm. Again, I'm not positive about that, so it's interesting. So I wonder why they need that. I wonder why they maybe it helps with time because I mean think about the amount of time that an artist spends figuring out the layout of a of a page or a panel. Like, do you, so do you think that maybe he, the, the person who does the breakdowns works more? Maybe that's like, just, he's good at that one thing. But, and he was I mean, able he to, works more with the writer, like, Oh, maybe it, like, you know, as he's maybe writing it or maybe sooner after he's writing it, he can do it. And then be like, is this what you want? Mm-hmm. And then send it to him. Yeah. That's actually a good, a good point. Maybe mm-hmm. that is, have we seen that anywhere else in, in comic books? I don't think I've I never, don't know how common that is. I haven't personally seen it in some of the stuff that I've read. So, I don't know. All right, so let's jump right into issue one. Now, I don't know if I said it, but volume two of Brit is issues one through six. And uh, right off the bat, the cover, uh, Ryan Otley did an awesome variant of the cover that can be seen in the back of the trade paperback volume one. Um, Bill, what did you think of the first page? So, you're referring to a Tyrannosaurus Rex is chasing after Brit, and Mm -hmm. he's saying, damn it. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. In an I, airport. Yeah, I thought Britt looked weird. He did look weird. And it took me. It took me back for a second. He. His jaw looks too like. But it's not funny. even just the art. I think it's the coloring of him. Like he's wearing gray. Yeah. And he just. It just doesn't look right. And I don't know if it's just because he's wearing gray, but it didn't look like Britt. His hair looks extra white. I don't know. I don't know what it was, but it took me back for a second that I it didn't really quite. I don't know. It looks that funny always to me. happens though when you have a different. Well, it's the this same. This is the art, same though. guy. Yeah, yeah, that is. You have a point. Was that your leg? Yeah, you oh, did. My you foot just... just really caressed it. That's alright. <laughs> so issue one starts off, and Britt and Donald are being are well being chased by a Tyrannosaurus Rex, and it turns out they're trying to catch these dinosaurs that escaped. Did you, San Diego did Zoo. Did you catch that? Yeah. Where they escaped? Yeah. The Do you San think Diego. that is a Jurassic, Jurassic Park? Park reference? Yeah. Pro- I mean, I would think so. Yeah. You have you have dinosaurs and anything. I feel like it's a it's but the San Diego Zoo. Mm-hmm. I as soon as I read that, 
I was like, oh, Bill's gonna get the gonna get mm-hmm. that reference. And one of the, the what is it the um, pterodactyl? Pterodactyl. Why well, I don't know why I couldn't think of what it was called. The pterodactyl gets uh, caught in the air, airplane engine. Yeah, and gets well because the whole time they're talking about how they can't kill him. They can't do anything that's gonna hurt him because they have to return. Oh to yeah, the they zoo. have to return him alive. And then right afterwards, it flies right into the freaking mm-hmm. plane propeller. And then it ends with. Doesn't it end with uh, Brit losing a tooth? Uh, this issue, I don't. Let's 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 get. To, oh oh yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, they so. they do that mission where they're hunting the dinosaurs and are trying to catch the dinosaurs, but then it goes back to a laundromat and Brit is sitting there doing his laundry and he coughs up a tooth, which was interesting because, you know, that whole last volume, the whole first volume was about, you know, them like. Can Brit bleed, and is he getting weaker? And you know, trying to get a blood sample and yeah, and it had and it had like his nose bleeding, but he was like, oh, it's not my blood. But yeah, then it and never it does up, talk it, about it. Well, ever it never again. ended up being his blood. Yeah, it wasn't his blood actually. It was just from that monster that he had cut through. So I thought that this was interesting. I thought that this was a, a good way to start the comic with him like, having. Oh, a, so this is the arc. This is what Brit's story is about. Like maybe him not being completely invulnerable mm-hmm. or or losing his powers or maybe getting too old and I, I don't know yeah but um we get us during this there's a panel of a, a homeless guy walking past and like we mentioned before some of the you know random uh dialogue in this volume he walks by and says i'd peel her potato dad me made me wait till christmas ain't a thing i wouldn't do for a dr pepper <laughs> and then Ropes drop down, hit him on the head, and he says, huh, Leon? Shit, nape? Yeah, it's... Veneral hole. Like, it's just random. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck was that about? Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, I knew the cover to Volume 2 had a weird-looking Brit, a purple-looking mm-hmm. tentacle Brit on the cover of this. So at this point, I thought that was Brit. The last time we saw him, he had a beard... Uh, it kind of looks like him. Mm-hmm. This Brit is coughing up a tooth. At this point, I was like, that's not the real Brit. The real Brit is the homeless guy outside. So I thought <clears throat> the same thing at a separate time. So when I'm reading it, I'm like, what the fuck did I just read? What was that about? Mm-hmm. I'm like, obviously this guy matters. And then I saw from the profile picture, Yeah, you see his beard, and it looks like yeah. Brit. It really, really does. But I didn't think that that was... Him, I thought maybe it was, like, that was him. I didn't know what to think. Yeah. I didn't know. So, um, we find out that, uh, well, while they're, while Britt and Donald are fighting the dinosaurs, Donald mentions Jessica, and Britt says he's done, he's done with Jessica, you know, he's, he's over her and, or whatever, and, which was weird, because it was like, I mean, last we knew, she had a baby, and yeah, he had given up, you know, he had felt like crap after his wife died, but I didn't think that, you know, they would be done, and we get a scene with, you know, Jessica and, you know, the baby, and she's, you know, she's upset, clearly. She's been, she's left to take care of this child by herself, and Britt has apparently abandoned her. Uh, yeah, this felt very uncharacteristic of Brit. It felt very jarring. Like, I, I think as it should, because as mm-hmm. you find out later on... It's supposed to. It's yeah. supposed to, you mm-hmm. know, which is weird because it almost feels reminiscent to what happened to Donald. Remember how, yeah. like, when he jumped back into his life, his wife was like, who the fuck are you? You seem so detached and everything. Like, it was a, like, completely different person. No, you're right. Which essentially is what's mm-hmm. going on here, but... 
After that, Donald and Brett are heading back to the Pentagon, and this is where we get our first uh, Invincible reference. Um, Brett says, uh, you know, don't CC so much since I switched over to Slitter's division. Is he still breathing? And Donald says, uh, I still help him manage the Guardians of the Globe. He's up to his eyeballs with stuff, spends a lot of time with that Invincible kid, met him. Uh, and then Britt says, if I, if I did, I don't remember yeah. ever meeting him. So at this point, uh, that, was their, that was your little connection. Because think of this, uh, right around this time, we're gearing up for Invincible 50. We're gearing up for the big fight between Cecil and Invincible. Mm-hmm. So yeah, at this point, yeah, he's, he does have a lot going on with an Invincible kid. Um, and I want to say there has been a couple of times in which, I mean, I know Britt makes an appearance in Invincible 50, but I want to say there's at least one other time that uh, Britt makes an appearance. I mean, there's obviously the alien invasion, uh, which is funny that he says, if I've met him, I don't, I don't remember. Because it just goes to show that if it happened in Invincible, there wasn't, they didn't mm-hmm. make an impression on each other. Yeah. So we get to meet Slitter. He seems exactly like... You know, in a way, Erickson did. He does. He seems exactly the same. <laughs> Where it's like, okay, now here's another, you know, asshole who's running this division of the Pentagon who's just out to, you know, mess things up, create mm-hmm. clones, create, you know. Who's as interested in getting, like, Brit's DNA DNA, and, mm-hmm. like, all that, all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, in that scene, we're introduced to Mrs. Popper, who uh, made an appearance in Invincible 60. And I remember when she made her appearance in Invincible 60, um, that was during the uh, uh, Invincible War. And they they were using her, you know, skills or abilities to teleport heroes into uh, the fight with all the different Invincibles. And I, I remember not recognizing her or where she had I come from. I don't remember that at all. Yeah. And I just reread that kind of with Liz. Really? Too. Yeah. There's yeah. a random scene of her talking to Cecil, and, and Cecil's like, you ready for this? And she's like, I drank my orange juice this morning, or something random like that. Yep. Hmm. And that's where she's from. How old is she? Oh, geez, she's older. Because sometimes it looks like she's super old, and then when she shows up later on in this... In Invincible, volume, she looks she... like a, like 80s. Like really? She looks old. Okay. So, yeah, I know what you mean. That Later in this volume, she does kind of look younger. But, um, but you know, shenanigans go on, and isn't there a missile? Or no, like, they fight a bunch of these... <laughs> they, they talk about stil, stil, Stilter? Slitter? S- Slitter, Slitter. Mm-hmm. Slitter talks about this, like, rogue group that is... They're, like, Vietnamese or something like that, or Chinese, mm-hmm. that has a missile that the virus is like like super deadly there's a zero percent chance of survival and 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 they're a radical group so mm-hmm. that but they're also being funded by the government or something like that yeah i don't know it was kind of long dragged out like, yeah. explanation of what they were but when they land in here it turns out they're all midgets they're all midgets and Donald says quite possibly the funniest thing <laughs> that I have ever read. And he says, kill as few of them as possible or we're going to hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. That was really funny. And then this, uh, and then they're like their, their leader kind of comes out and he's on like the spider tank. If you play Destiny, he looks a lot like Axis. And uh, they, where is it? They, they launched the missile and Brit is riding the missile uh, and it explodes. 
And this, long story short, it yeah, explodes. This issue ends with the remains of the missile and this fiery fa- fireball falls to earth. And Donald's like, ah, you know, you know, I'll I, I'll buy you a beer. You know, get up, come on, let's go. And it shows Donald's body, or I'm sorry, Britt's body just melted and disintegrated. Skeleton. And, it's just yeah. a skeleton. Mm-hmm. So the first issue ends with Brit dead. So, which like, again I thought was cool. Yeah, I, was like, oh, I mean, like you said, he kind of set it up with the tooth falling out. Like this is what this arc is about. This is about Brit not being invulnerable. And I mean, as we know, that wasn't really Brit, um, but it's still a cool concept. So now um, we get issue two. But the cover is Brittany. Uh, we get introduced to her right off the bat like there's this you don't learn her name though you don't learn her name for a while until like the end of the fucking volume yeah you're like oh britney and britney yeah because they have the same name Mm -hmm. one's spelled with a y one's spelled with an i right but they were named after their grandmother i don't remember yeah um so it starts off with this like an alien drug deal like there's these two guys who are buying this product off of this alien that they're getting high off of yeah, look, yeah, they're they're like these little, these aliens come down and they only speak in numbers. Like like, I liked that. Like that they're was like three one two five zero two zero whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they're trading. They're, okay, let me let me see if I understood this correctly because again, some of this is is a little hard to understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. So they're trading these aliens, these drug deal. They look like skinheads. Yeah. Are, are have dealt with these aliens before. Are trading them. A box, mm-hmm. and the box is leaking. Yeah, and in the we box, don't know what's in the box at this point. In the box are cats. Yeah, a bunch of cats. So they're trading the them cats mm-hmm. for for what look like these alien creatures with that needles. they that that they stab themselves into their arm and get high off of. Again, it doesn't need to go anywhere. But it doesn't. It doesn't go anywhere from this. Like, we never see this again, or I don't think this is referenced at all later oh, on. Oh, actually, here we go. So then Britt shows up. Brittany. Brit- Brittany shows up, mm-hmm. who is, you find out, Britt's sister. Mm-hmm. Let's just get that out of the way so we can reference her. Yeah. And she works for the... DEA. DEA. So she works for the DEA. <clears throat> yeah. Which So, so she, obviously this is a drug deal that's going on. Mm-hmm. And she just throws heavy yeah. stuff at them. So she, she shows up and she's throwing vending machines at them. So we know she has super strength. Right? Wait a minute. So does this mean she has super strength? She has super strength, yes. She's stronger than Britt. They talk about it. Okay. Yeah. She has super strength. She's invulnerable just like Britt. Okay. Um, And she also has this cell phone? Okay, so there's Becky. What the fuck is Becky? I don't know. Dude, okay. (laughs) So I don't know if it's a joke. Like, I don't know if it's kind of like a... Like, she even says, like... You know, it would take too long to explain it or something along those lines. Like it, you know, you wouldn't believe me if I tried. Like it's it's kind of just like put out there. It's like, oh, yeah, there's this cell phone that kind of shoots out electricity and. But then the cell phone gets destroyed. But yet Brit still has the ability to use the technology. Well, that's later, right? That's later on. Yeah. Yeah. But it never explains what she is. Like, she's just a program or yeah. something? Yeah, I don't know. Later on, she says something about it, but it's not explained at all. Um, uh, we get a, uh, The next page, we've got, we got Slitter 
who's staring at the box of, you know, what is presumably Brit's bones. And he's pissed off because he wanted a tissue sample. Yeah, he says, Brit is dead, and I can't even get a tissue sample. Alive, dead, you're equally frustrating. He knows that this is not Brit. Doesn't he? Yeah. So, I mean, why is he frustrated now? Like, after finishing this thing, this volume, going back, this makes no sense. Yeah. Why would he need a sample from a version of Brit that's a clone? Why would he Why would he think that it's not... I don't understand. He knows. Isn't he the one that's doing this? Right. And by, I mean, granted, he's talking to somebody in his division, mm-hmm. but I, aren't they all just kind of in on it? Anyways, yeah, I thought Slitter was in on this. We'll we'll get into more of that as we go, I guess. Um, we do find out that Brittany is Brit's sister right here because she shows up. She she, she kicks yeah. in the door and says that she wants to see her brother's body, and she doesn't believe it. Um, and uh, Donald talks to her about it and said that uh, and says that no oh, wait no no Donald calls uh, Jessica and tells her that Brit is dead. And obviously she doesn't take it very well. Um, they, uh... Right, but before that, there, there's a scene with um, Mrs. Popper, mm-hmm. the teleporter, and they're in a cafeteria, and then all of a sudden things get really cold. Yeah, so there's a malfunction. I had to write this down. There's a malfunction with the cryonic pit, and we don't know what happened yet. This is at the Pentagon? Yes. Okay. So at the Pentagon, somewhere, there's a cryonic pit. And we later find out that that's where they're keeping a keeping Brit's body. Well, no. They're keeping oh, a clone right. of Brit's body. That one isn't Brit. See how confused Jeez. we are? Oh, God. Well, anyways, so Donald confusion. calls Jessica and tells her that Brit's dead. She's clearly upset. She believes him. She breaks down crying. And just like saying, well, what about me? You know, what am I going to do? And it's just, you know, I thought that was a well-written scene. I liked that scene a lot. Um, So anyways, flash forward to the Pentagon where there's the, you know, everything's freezing. And we find out that um, Brittany and Donald kind of end up together in the same place. And they find a a clone of Brit. frozen in a tube kind of like those back to tanks from star wars similar to what you know uh oliver oliver was in on telescrio when he got his jaw and arm ripped off by thrag and so that this issue two ends with them finding brit's body again okay cool ending you know like this kind of explains things you know yeah oh what so how long has he been frozen for like what brit did we know in the first volume Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know it opens up some really cool I assumed this was the real Brit. I also did. So that was a nice little twist. Um, this issue starts off with Brittany getting her costume. So apparently she had a costume at one point and That Donald just had. Yeah, Donald got her costume. I don't know, maybe he he knew where it was in the Pentagon. I mean it was maybe. kind of funny because they were talking about how like how the one the unwashed version sold on eBay for like a lot of money. Oh, yeah. Because she's attractive. Yeah. You know, she's definitely attractive. And she, ironically enough, just like Brit, her clothes end up... She, she's never... Yeah, she's constantly always, in her bra. Yeah, she's always in her bra mm-hmm. or almost almost naked. And, they, and she makes a joke about that, too. Yeah. And so, 
we get another like little tease of the homeless version of Brit, which again, it just felt a lot like Rorschach to me. So I knew there was something kind of going on. Yeah, it did. And um, like this is a random scene, but obviously this is yeah, somebody like that's obviously this is somebody, and it looks just like the main character of this comic. So mm-hmm. hey, um, so during this whole cryonic pit malfunction, there's like an earthquake, and the Brit that's in that tube disappears and begins to attack Brittany and Donald, and is very strong. And it turns out he starts morphing and transforming into this like purple tentacle version of Brit. Um, I don't know. I thought that was a pretty cool fight scene. I liked all of that. Yeah, it was. And I don't mean to, to, to keep going back to just the confusingness of, of this comic, but the ceiling, I, I don't know. Like Donald is just talking about how like, Oh look, it's raining diamonds. And like, it's just, it's chunks of ice falling on his head and stuff like that. Like everything that he says is like, kind of kind of trying too hard you know yeah like he's saying hey look it's snowing i guess the sky is falling mm, but it's it's just the the ceiling, the ceiling all the ice falling from, yeah it's caving in like okay yeah good good uh, one good one donald i don't know i don't know so brit uh brit starts attacking them and he starts morphing into this purple version of brit i like how he like he just smashes donald's head off um well i mean what's cool too is that he's like saying leon like he's waking up he just said leon and he smashes which head is off. something that the homeless guy version Kept said saying, he said right. eh, leon and it's and it's the one of the last things that the real brit said we'll get to it yeah and so there's something going on and it's like part of me wants to think that okay so maybe the writing is just that you know complex that we just don't know the whole picture yet until the very last page and we're like oh <laughs> yeah i don't know no, it all makes sense but it never does come together i don't think in this volume it at least uh-huh. hasn't um but the mutant brit is cool you know seeing him fight britney was neat it's just interesting like why does he turn into a squid thing well we see a squid thing a couple times in this volume yeah, and what we is see that? the one in the pit and then we see one that brit like coughs up or something like that but we'll we'll get to that did we see any of those in the first volume no we didn't oh so this issue ended again the endings i feel like almost it feels almost the endings were written separately than the actual issues because the end of this issue was good too we get a we get the um oh yeah what was that right right before the clone the squid quote clone of brit dies like he's a missile shot on me he says please leave her alone so he's saying random things but those random things are the last things that brit said interesting Mm -hmm. so after that we've got the homeless version of brit uh again saying things like venereal hole he's he's warming his hands by a fire and then this assassin i'm assuming because we never find out who this character is um says you know still with the anagrams so then I was like, are all these random things they're saying anagrams? So I went to a website that you can type in things <laughs> and it'll tell you what anagrams of what you typed are. A venereal hole does not have any anagrams that really makes sense. So what what did that mean then? So still, I don't know what still, still with, with the, the anagrams, anagrams mean. It has to mean that he's speaking in anagrams, but something I don't get, I guess. 
or nobody know. would get. And he says, you know, it's a pity. Uh, I've been enjoying the game. I've been enjoying the game, but unfortunately I'm told our time is up. You know, let's jog your memory. And he shoots a rocket at the homeless guy who he, you know, turns out to be Brit. He launched, he's, he, the missile bounces off of him. He lands up on a, he lands on a train track and the train, the train smashes into Brit. Uh, and the last page is uh, Brit kind of like standing among the wreckage of the plane of the train, and he says, "My name is Brit." So in case you still, were confused, yeah, still with the beard. So this is the second issue. Third, least, end, end of the third issue. Oh, the third issue. So at least that mystery didn't like. Yeah, we know where like, he is, yeah. and you know what's going on with the actual Brit. So let's talk about that guy for a minute. The guy that shot him with the missile. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't think that's Bent Franklin, do you? So he he had orders from somebody else saying that the game is up, right? Yeah. So orders from who? Orders from somebody to bring the real Brit back, back. into the fray right. by shooting him. Right. To jog his memory. Well, just like hitting him on the head hard enough. Maybe. You know, to kind of wake him up. Mm-hmm. I mean, he got hit by a train. I mean, and he's still, you know, he's still kind of, you know, got a, a loose screw you know, in the coming issues. Like, he's still not all there, I think. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Maybe that guy that hired him to shoot him, maybe he's the one behind all this, but wouldn't he be a person that's trying to help? Right, but he's also in the last issue. Oh, you think? Oh, really? this volume. He is in the I don't last remember issue seeing of, that. Yeah, okay, well, we'll is. get to that. Okay, so now starts issue four, which start the, 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 the cover is a guy with a hood throwing a helicopter at Brit. Mm-hmm. Which is perfect for this issue, because it's just ridiculous. And this is when I just feel like this this series just ramps up. Like it just gets so ridiculous. I have no idea. At some point, it's just like, all right, sure, because it starts off with a bunch of flying fish, and sharks and whales. Sharks with with jetpacks jet yeah. on them. Bill, why? Ryan, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. In fact, so the quote is. There, there's a bunch of sharks with jetpacks chasing after a stealth plane, and the the guy, the hooded figure, is saying, "Cheshire, this is Alice. The roses are painted, and we are dumping, dumping the, header. the header." No, that's the ship that's oh, dropping okay, him. Okay. So it's referring to this guy as the header, which is extremely appropriate because the header is batshit crazy. Mad, yeah. And so is this guy. You know, see you in Valhalla, Patriots, and then he's whistling a tune as he jumps out of the plane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. It doesn't really make much sense. You know what this guy reminds me of? Who does this guy remind Deadpool. you of? Deadpool. Yes. Yeah, he reminds It's you, Deadpool yeah. and like Deathstroke uh-huh. mixed. It's very much that kind of character. Um, dropped on a random island filled with uh, like robot monkeys and, um, you know. Yeah, robot monkeys that have saw blades that come out of their head. Mm-hmm. And a giant. A robotic. And a giant platypus. You know, it's, who's, who's, who speaks and whose name is Platydoom. Yeah, Platydoom. Uh Again, this could just be this guy's style of writing where it's like, hey, here's a crazy thing that this crazy guy is doing that needs no explanation. Just know that he's a crazy guy that does crazy things. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of funny, though. I think this is worth. So the hooded guy. Uh, bent. We'll call him Bent. Because at one point he he says his name is Bent Franklin. Who knows if that's act, like okay. him just speaking right. crazy. But we're so, going to call him Bent. So Bent is fighting this, this platypus rex. Thing, throws grenades in his stomach and and the thing gets destroyed and it's like 
it's a it's it's a cyborg like it's a robotic thing and uh he's saying hello i regret to report sir it's another platadoom bot the giant evil egg-laying mammal has foiled us once again right away sir I'm trapped under a simulated liver. <laughs> like, that was pretty funny. And it's weird, because it's almost like he talks normal there. Yeah. Yeah. But if you read what he's saying, it's very... Like, it's it's super witty. Mm-hmm. But it... I don't know. I don't know. It's just, it's just, it is random, but it kind of makes sense yeah. <laughs> to what he's saying. But just this whole scenario... That's what makes me feel like, are we just not getting it? Do we just not get this this humor or this... I wasn't sure. It was interesting. It's completely detached to the rest of the series. Like, this oh, yeah. scene right here has literally nothing to do with the rest of the comic. Well, it introduces this guy. This, this Whether he's a mercenary or what. It right, introduces... who, who obviously works for Slitter. You think so? And assumingly, he's, oh, well, yeah, he's talking he to Slitter. Yeah. So what was this mission? To go to this island and destroy all these these robotic Maybe, things? yeah. Um, was it a test? Was it was it somebody testing him? I don't know. It was on a random island. There are no people around. Mm-hmm. There's no buildings. It's just random. Yeah. Okay. So, so then, so Donald and uh, his wife are talking, and uh, she's talking she, all sexy. Yeah, she like goes she up to bed, to uh, where you know she's expecting Donald to arrive soon, and Britt shows up, uh, and. It's you know this is when we find out like or Donald finds out that this is the in fact the real Brit, and Donald's asking him he's like what what do you remember you know and we find out what actually happened to Brit so here we go we get piranhas flying piranhas with jetpacks attached to him so but this at, but at this point we're like oh okay this so is this 12 has to months make sense. ago this is twelve months ago. Mm-hmm. So Britt was sent on this mission. He said he was going to go back for one more mission. He was going to do one thing for them. And he goes. He goes after these. He probably gets dropped to where these piranhas are, you know. And uh, he falls, you know, the helicopter crashes. He falls out of the sky into the water and is attacked by Bent. So here we go. We have a connection between this island and Bent and Britt. So, a year ago. So maybe this island ago. is known to just be this fucked up island with a bunch of random shit. And Brent was sent there. Brent was sent there as a as a trap. To be captured to by To be captured Bent. by Bent. Right. So maybe Bent was sent there in the beginning of this issue to clean up that island, to okay. destroy everything that was sent there to stop Brent? No, this is a year prior to that. Yeah. And I guess those those Robots are still rampant on that island? No. No. This is the past. Yeah. So what Bent did to all those robots mm-hmm. was the current, what just happened. Yeah. I'm saying, like, maybe those things are just still there on that island. I guess so. Bent went back to clean up a, a year, year later? later? I, can't, I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't know. So anyways, Bent shows up, and he fights with Brit, and he pulls out this alien gun... Which again has nothing to do with the alien drug deal, as it's far as we know. It's called a brain know. gun. A brain gun. Mm-hmm. And they end up capturing Brit. So he and, uh, and he and he he's in the white room. Yeah. So this is cool. This is somewhat of an invincible reference here. So now we're starting to get some more invincible references. There was a while there where there was no invincible references to the invincible universe, and now is when we start to get a little bit. Um, Britt wakes up in the white room and Slitter is there and he 
introduces uh, Brit to Dr. One, uh, W-U-N. Now, Bill, in volume one of Brit, I want to say the first one shot, he fights a guy... That's speaking that's a speaking, different language. That's you know, a different language, and he snaps the guy's neck. Mm-hmm. You know, remember, he, like, he uses up all his energy on Brit. It was a really cool scene. This is yeah. a scene where Brit dropped down and blew up. Um, this is that guy's father i guess and he says you know i i grew that boy from a, a skin sample who was working for slitter yes well at the time slitter wasn't the oh, yeah. director but still but he, whether or not he had that connections right um so that was kind of cool that was a kind of a cool reference to you know past uh brit volumes mm-hmm. and um then we get skitter's threat which was essentially um, you need to sign these papers um, stating that you'll be, right? Now I have some paperwork for you to sign, yeah. And it's essentially stating that he, that he'll donate his body or something like that. And essentially says, if you don't do it, we'll just go after your wife and your yeah, son he regardless. He, yeah, he threatens to kill Jessica and, and Britt's son if he doesn't cooperate. And basically, you know, giving them permission to test on him, right? Mm-hmm. But they, but they also have this like long paper trail, stating that Britt is going to ask for a divorce. Oh yeah. From what happened to his ex-wife, mm-hmm. and he's. Because, so they basically get Britt to sign the divorce papers and all that kind of stuff. You assume right here, you know, in order to make all of this work. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says right here, the last thing that he says that you know is I'll do what you want, leave her alone, which is what that clone okay. Brett said. Okay, so those are parts of what he said mm-hmm. um, that are kind of remaining, you know, remnants of, uh, you know, that were, you know, they're pieces of Brit that are still in those clones. Like, those clones are only able to say what's most recently been said by the original, in a way. Right. Interesting. Right, so the next thing that we get one year later, so happening now, currently mm-hmm. what okay. we were reading... Is Jessica having tea? With two people who I, I think we have to assume that she knows them. You know? Because why else would they be in her house having tea with them, serving her tea, um, you know, giving her a drink, and, and it's drugged. They drug mm-hmm. her and she passes out on the couch. Now, does it come back to this? scene i don't remember it coming back to this i don't scene. remember it coming back to the scene either so what was this supposed to be about? so i think it's safe to assume we don't know in this volume what happened to jessica so maybe she's held hostage in the next volume like maybe we find out what happened to her in the next volume um, does she come back in this i don't remember her being back in this no she does at the very very end Brett goes home and he hugs her you're right I don't know what happened after they drug her. Let's find out. Let's keep going. <laughs> so uh, this issue ends, I mean, a little bit less dramatic than the you know, previous ones. Well, this is kind of important, though. What's that? Because it, it starts the, at the Pentagon after that one scene where she's drugged with Slitter essentially talking about his entire plan. And he's telling Brittany. Right. His entire plan. Right, who's captured. Mm-hmm. But he, he what he's saying essentially is that they... The, the the copies of Brit 
once they hit the age of 40, start to age and lose their invulnerability at a faster rate mm -hmm. until they just implode mm -hmm. or destroy themselves. Okay. And that once Brit escaped or they lost the original Brit, they were making copies of copies. Yes, like hit movie multiplicity. multiplicity. <laughs> yes. And as you know, Ryan, science shows in the movie multiplicity that if you make a copy of a copy, mm -hmm. it's much less... Yeah. Stable yeah. or sane, mm -hmm. right? Come on up, I'm spitting on bugs. <laughs> I like pizza. <laughs> and, uh, so what happened? So wait, so right there, we get confirmation that Slitter knew that, uh, that one that died in the first issue was a copy. Remember we were talking about yeah, how he was upset? The very beginning. Well, there you go. That kind of explains it a little bit. He's mad that there isn't a skin sample because then he can't make a copy of a copy from that oh, Brit. So there's okay. one more test you know, batch that he could experiment with gone. Got it. That but isn't bent? Oh, you think so? Well, let's I've, get... Let's, yeah. You know what? Let's, let's, let's find... Let's, let's move along. Let's, let's move along. No, no, let's say... Let's find out. Let's find out. Let's, let's find out. out. So the issue ends with Bent holding the brain gun to Brittany's head, and she's captured. So... Well, no, well, so so this whole scene is about Slitter talking about how they don't want her skin sample. They want her ovaries so mm -hmm, they can mm -hmm. produce an army of of actual Brits. You're right. You're yeah. right. So issue five. This is when I feel this actually really kind of kicks up a notch. And I, I got a lot more excited when reading this because obviously... Issue 5 starts with the immortal and duplicate. But it's not the immortal. But it's not. It's, it's Dr. Immortal and Assassinate. Yeah. Assassinate instead of assassinate. Oh. Assassinate. Oh, the, the, the plan it's, words is good. I yeah. didn't, ca I didn't, didn't catch, catch that. that? No. Yeah. Dr. Immortal and Assassinate. So immediately it's like, okay, so this is an alternate dimension. Uh, like Immortal has a different costume. Uh, Duplicate's costume is a little different, but she has like knives. It's pretty cool. Um, no idea what's going on. It's meant to no, be. No, they're, yeah, they're talking. They're talking ridiculous. about some sort of like, are they ready to activate this machine? It looks like some sort of Stargate or teleporter yeah. or something like that. Mm -hmm. And they get attacked, and this you know villain shows up, and they they say that they're sending them far beyond your reach, and you know this this. This villain is like, my reach? You know, nothing is beyond my reach. And as he's killed, you know, Assassin Kate, you know, has her, you know, very, you know, she's, he's holding half of Assassin Kate number one. I mean, that's, I think, supposed to signify that he's killed all of them. And he, he's about to, you know, like, blast Immortal's head. So, so we don't know who this guy is. We don't nope. know where the fuck this is nope. at all. No. So right here, I was like, oh... This is cool. Yeah. Some guy hunting down someone that Immortal and Duplicate sent through a portal. Well, but, I mean, you knew that this was an alternate yeah. Immortal. And, yes. And, yeah, an alternate. Okay, so, because he's, he's obviously not that smart. He's not a fucking yes, doctor. Or but why like them? Why yeah. Immortal? Why Duplicate? Who did they send through? I, I, was, I was thoroughly intrigued at this point. I was but like, okay. it never goes back to it. It does. They go back to that dimension where they get weirdly teleported. Nope. It does go back to that. We'll 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 move along. You know what we should do? What? Let's let's let's, let's, let's find, find out. out. Okay, I'll get it eventually. All right. Okay, so uh, Brittany tries to escape. It, 
we get the scene with uh, her, I guess, kind of like tunneling through the floor. And uh, Bent goes after her. And her and Bent have a, a fight scene in which Bent uh, loses his mask. Uh, she, like, pulls his mask off of him. So, the, wait... So this te- the tentacle creature they're fighting. Well, they're the fighting Pentagon. down at the in the basement again. We're assuming this is that cry- cryo chamber yeah. again. And oh, okay, so the mask is about to full- pull off. Yeah, she pulls first. the mask the mask off, and she says, "You look like." And, and she he's gets, like, "Don't, don't, don't do it." Yeah. yeah. And she gets um, captured by a purple tentacle. So here we go. We have this purple tentacle thing again, which looks exactly like the you know purple alien Brit that we saw in issue two. So so now I don't know. Man. Let's talk about Bent a little. I don't bit. know if that Who looks like. He... I don't think that looks like Brit. Oh, are you saying that looks like the assassin that shot Brit to jog his memory? Whatever makes me sound smarter, I think that it's another clone of Brit. Mm-hmm. But how would that make sense? Because they existed. Bent is the one who captured the original Brit, so he can't be a clone of Brit. Yeah. Unless they had a clone of Brit before. You're right. That doesn't make sense. He was sense. Brit. And no. then he would be just as old and he would have decayed yeah. and, and died and stuff like yeah. that. So no, either it's he... not. It's not a clone of Brit. Um, we do find out. So could it be a sibling? We do find out at the end of this that there is a third sibling. So it could be a clone of the third sibling. Hmm. hmm. Or just the third sibling. Or just the third sibling himself. And that puts on a completely different costume and looks completely different at the end when we see him. But... Right. I don't know about that. So so what happens here is the squid tentacle, the purple tentacle, comes up and grabs Brittany. Brittany and pulls her into and, the pit. But she tried to use her phone, bent stomps on it, and breaks it. You're but right. then she says, get him, Becky, and he gets electrocuted. And then that electrocution is still... I didn't notice that. It does like kind it of like... Flows out. Goes away. Right. So I wonder if that electricity is... Like, a, like it's an alien? It's an entity or itself thing. that stays within an electrical device right. in order to That would make sense it. because it floats around Brit towards the whole end so, of the... But right off the bat in the next, on the next page, we've got Brit still at Donald's house and out of his nose comes another octopus-looking thing that looked just like all the other octopuses we've seen in this, but oddly enough looks exactly like a sequid. And it not coming, exactly. It looks more squiddy. So? It doesn't it's look as It's definitely more brainish. squiddy, but at first I was like, is this sequid? So let's talk about the, let's connect the dots, if we shall. Okay, mm-hmm. so Brit has these inside of him. He shit a bunch out in the toilet. Mm-hmm. He said they, they were all they were all inside of me, mm-hmm. right? And he he blows one out of his nose. The clone these... Brit, the clone Brit, turned into turned one. into a squiddish version of him. Mm-hmm. So obviously, these things are an important. Yeah. Or play an important role in the cloning process. I wonder if they put these squids inside the original Brit and then extract them and they have like Brit DNA in them and they oh, use maybe. and they use those little squid things to act like octopus a Brit. to kind of you know, turn those into one. You know what it could be? It could they could be using the DNA of these squid things to fill in the holes of the DNA, just like they had to in the dino DNA? The dino <laughs> DNA. Another Jurassic Park reference. Perfect. Awesome. All right. And so, Brit, uh, no, Becky shows up. There's too many Bs, Bill. Um, Becky shows up. Uh, yeah, look, so... So, randomly. And I remember not understanding why she just randomly, like, attacks or, you know, shows up on Brit. And he's like, uh, hello, Becky. Yeah, so what's what's happening, though, 
is there's no there's no like introduction to it. Here's what happens. They're talking about how these squid things came out of Brit. And Brit says, yeah, uh, you might need a plumber because you shit a bunch out. And then Donald says, oh, man, I have copper pipes. The next panel is Brit saying, hmm, mind stepping back a minute, Donald? And then the next thing is Shazam. Mm-hmm. And then he says, er, hello, Becky. As he's getting electrocuted with Becky. Well, so Brit must have noticed Becky coming. Noticed like, what? Had maybe a heard it or that Donald wouldn't have, considering he's a robot. Right. He's just <laughs> looking up into the sky and he's or looking up and he's in the house and he says, mm-hmm. "Hmm, mind stepping back a minute." Yeah. So he has to sense Becky. Unless again, I know that this series talks about the origin of how Brit became Brit, and it obviously has to do with his family. Um, maybe Becky was a part of that, and maybe there's something to do with Becky and the siblings. I have no idea. Oh, this is interesting. Okay, so we just... So, Britt has this electricity flowing all over him, mm-hmm. Becky. And he says, do you have a phone or a remote over there somewhere? And he says, I have a taser. Perfect. Toss it to me after you pull the battery. So, what you just said is exactly what yeah. Becky does. So, Becky is an electrical entity that can that can stay stored in, a, in yeah. some sort of electrical thing. Interesting. So then, and I like how he had to pull the battery out. Oh, whoa, whoa. Okay. So he says, Becky was coming for you, Donald, until she realized I was here. Good thing I'm not sure what Becky would have done to all your circuits. She's telling me we need to go to Central now. So she would have jumped to him. and But why was she going over, to Donald? Because he's a he's a machine. Because he's mechanical. But robot. how does she know about Donald? What's the connection between Donald and Becky? Mm, I don't know. Oh. Well, Br- Brittany and Donald know right. each other. Okay. That's probably it. Um, and so in case you felt like you had a firm grasp on that confusing scene. Uh, I thought I did. Are you going to just ruin it right now? No, I'm just saying that you turn the page or you look at the next page and you get what I don't think I fully understand. Do you get this, Bill? No, I don't. So it's a character who, you know, an an older man with an eye patch, and it looks like he's walking up to that cryogenic chamber in the basement of the Pentagon. He walks up to the security panel where he has to put a handprint on the security panel in order to get in, and he removes his eye patch. It's, it's tiny. It's like, it's like an eye scanner. Yeah, okay, so it's like an eye scanner that you would go up to. And he removes the eye patch and touches his eye where his eye would be. Which I didn't like. He went into his eye. He went into uh, his he, eye. In, into his eye socket. And out comes a tiny hand, a tiny little hand. That shoots out of his eye socket. No, stop, Ryan. You just said he touched his eye and outshot a tiny hand that shot out of his eye socket. That's right, Bill. Okay. A tiny just hand. Just making sure. And then he walks... Guys, I have this idea. <laughs> this, okay, this guy shows up. <laughs> we don't know what he's doing, but he has a hand that comes out of his what eyeball. If this, what if this is explained in the second or the third volume? It and sure it's shit awesome. better be because some of the so, stuff... So he walks into, mm-hmm. the, into the chamber and talks to a guy and they basically say like something you know to pack it all up or something and there's the beatles there's a you know something to do with the beatles and we haven't seen this character before he has like glowing eyes and that's it that's it um something tells me that this writer brown he he likes to insert scenes and then i'm assuming we'll get 
more information much later on. Because right mm-hmm. now, we don't know who that character is. And we've all read books, novels especially, that do that kind of thing, mm-hmm. where it like, introduces this thing, and then four chapters later, or however... I mean, even in comic books, you come out and you're like, oh, yeah. but there's a way of doing it well, and then there's a way of doing it not. And I think that there's a reason why this comic... Maybe didn't do so well. Is, is not doing so well. Um... So that was that was confusing. Um, Here's another prime example of where the confusion just continues. Like the next scene we get is Donald and Britt at their house still, at Donald's house still, and Mrs. Popper and uh, some guy she's with. Uh, I forgot who he was. He's he was an employee at the Pentagon, right? He works with her. Does he? Is that the guy that that was in like the the cryo suit or something like that, Bobby? Yeah, that yeah. they were eating lunch together. Mm-hmm. Look at here. Doesn't she look a hell of a lot younger? She's in a uh, bikini. A little bit. I don't know. Okay. Either way. So they they pop. They they teleport in. And if this sounds confusing, like we're jumping all over the place, we're not. We're going in chronological order of this comic book. Yeah. So they decide to, you know, plan an attack. Now, in between this, we get another single page that is completely out of left field but is one of my favorite parts of the series we get this beam of light that's flying across planets which is essentially looks like dimensions it shows they're all earth so if you look at it one is robotic because it's got like look it's got lights and stuff like that see Mm -hmm. like gridded lights and everything so that's this one Yep. And then there's a destroyed planet which is the zombie one Yep. and then there's a normal looking planet which would be ours. Yeah. Ours. Yeah, yeah, I think it's safe. Would you would you assume that this beam of light that's going in between these dimension is is that villain that we saw? No. That killed duplicate No. Or duplicate. You don't think it's that person? No. It's these three people that you see on the same oh. page. Those are the three people that they sent through the teleporter that Immortal said you'll never find them. We sent them somewhere you can't reach. And he says, "My reach?" Think hmm. about it. See? Mm-hmm. So those are those people. And we don't know what they're after at this point. We just know that they're traveling and they just arrived on so Earth. So four people and, and one of them says, when are we? Mm-hmm. And then one of them says, are we there yet? And then that one says, oh, looks like Dr. Immortal got us here. I have a signal north. Mm-hmm. So okay. more on that in a little bit. Uh, the team that's with Britt, Donald, you know, Mrs. Potts, uh, they get teleported away. And then... Uh, back to the Pentagon. They teleport. Yeah, they back they, to or they, slitters. They head back to the Pentagon, and the issue ends with them, you know, getting ready to attack. Well, okay, so she she gets ready to teleport, and they they teleport there, and then plip, they get ricocheted. She says. Yeah, that's right. So they they were there, and then they get teleported to a different dimension. Mm-hmm. Which isn't really explained how because she only teleports. She doesn't teleport across dimensions. No, but she did. Yeah. This is another dimension. Yeah, with these weird spider creatures. And then that's how that issue ends. Well, the final issue of this volume has uh, them fighting these alien creatures, these other dimensional spider-like creatures. And then these, there's also these robots. Uh, or they, they teleport back. That's mm-hmm. what They teleport back to the Pentagon uh, and accidentally bring along some spiders, but where they teleport to in the Pentagon, or at least near the Pentagon, has these robotic creatures. Oh, they're basically like Donald's. 
Mm-hmm. That's what it is. These are, you know, kind of like security or, you know, construction robots. And uh, they begin fighting with them. But they teleport into that room where there's that big squid thing. Okay, yeah. Big so they're back so, where so they were. So it's coming back. Okay. So that tentacle thing is going to be explained. Well, in the end of the last issue, we see them pulling Brittany out of the mm-hmm. pit with the purple tentacle. So, you know, it is kind of coming all coming back to that uh donald connects to all the robots and is able to kind of like take parts of them which i thought was kind of cool Mm -hmm. you know um well the things are called whatever dc and no one knows what dc stands for it means donald compatible compatible. so he can like boot into them Mm -hmm. now brit is using becky to like hack into things to like destroy stuff essentially he has electrical power when she's on him Mm mm-hmm uh, well, he just has like an electrical blast, I guess. Like he can just use an electrical current, or he's using her to go into a door right. and open it and yeah. such. Um, then uh, Brit saves Brittany from Slitter. It looks like they're about to saw into her. They're trying to experiment on her, um, and they essentially they they kill Slitter. I mean, well, Brit has the opportunity to, and he said that uh, like what doesn't he say like he'd leave some for Brittany. Um, and one of those, you know, spider creatures bites him, mm-hmm. and he just, you know, it starts it, foaming it, at the mouth. Yeah, and he, but he doesn't die. He doesn't die because then it shows him uh, being pulled away on a stretcher, still foaming from the mouth. Okay, well, so he might not be dead. Um, it also shows uh, Bent escaping. Bent puts on one of the, uh, you know, the paramedic uniforms. Uh, and uh, one of the guards says that you know someone stole his someone stole my hazmat suit, so Bent escapes. And you're right, Cecil shows up and says, uh, "Pity he isn't healthy enough to to threaten." Referring so, to Slitter, yeah. He's, so he's Slitter is still alive. Yeah. Hmm. Um. Th- at this point, we find out, you know, Brittany's name. They, you know, you know, because Brittany's in the hospital and, you know, her and Britt have a moment where they, you know, have a chuckle at the fact that they're both named Brittany, Brittany with a Y and then Brittany with an I. Uh, But also in the hospital, Brittany gets visited by who we know of as her brother or he mentions, you know, Britt as his brother. Well, so she says Britt leaves and then Brittany says, you can come out now. How can you stand the company of that? Apen mouth breather? Open mouth breather? Apen it says mouth? Apen. Uh, and then Brittany says, I like his company. You're uninvited. Watch your mouth or leave. And then the shadowy figure says, Truce, I didn't come to talk of him or upset you. I only wanted to know you were safe. And then Brittany says, I think we need to talk about Brit. And how did you even know I was here? And then he says, you know I can keep track of you. She says, I know. Uh, Brittany says, what I don't know yet is if you were involved with what happened to Britt. It's exactly something you would do. He takes the cactus that Britt gave Brittany and drops it into the trash. Mm-hmm. Um, almost like he knows that she doesn't like it, like they're twins, mm-hmm. you know, or like they're connected in some way. Um, I have no idea what you mean. I haven't touched our brother. Yeah. So obviously it's a sibling, but we don't know. You're assuming that that's the guy who woke him up? Well, there's a couple people. I mean, this could be the guy that shot the rocket launcher at him. Right, that's what I'm talking about. To wake him up, yeah. It could be the guy that 
the eye patch guy goes in and talks to mm-hmm. with the glowing red eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not sure that I'm I'm really not sure of who that is. Um, then uh, that is him. Look at that's him. Okay, so so he's there when Slitter and Yoon have Brit in the white room. He's there. You're right. He's, the, show he's the one who shot who shot him. Let's jog your memory because it's showing him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he was there. Look at they took. He was there the when baby. they took. They took the baby. Brit. He's called him Brit, right? Or Brit? Yeah, I think Brit Junior. Yeah, Brit Junior. Uh, when they drug Jessica. And- oh yeah, look, ready to go for a ride with your uncle. Mm-hmm. So he so they they drugged uh, Jess and stole the baby, but returned the baby. So they did something with him. Yeah. So then Brittany says, I don't believe you, your dog like crooked, keep away from Brit. If I find otherwise, I'll find you. And then the brother says, do what you have to do, but I promise you I'm busy, too busy to mess with Brit. Very busy indeed. Because he probably has a sample from Brit Jr. now. Right. Or the actual Brit Jr. and they cloned him or something. Who knows? I don't know. Hmm. But you think that is the guy that was in that room um, that the eye patch guy w- walked into. But either way, we know that we know that he's been throughout this series, this you know, these past issues. Right. Interesting. Then, probably my favorite part of the entire trade paperback. Um, to to ga- Tagoga? Tagoga Island Pacific Ring of Fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we get a character. This is one of the characters that we see that uh, Dr. Immortal sent back, you know, sent to this dimension. This is the, the, the four characters that arrived and one of them walks through the door and she has what appears to be robot a robot face and hand on her hand yeah so it's like she almost is wearing like part robot and then robot says this facility was built on top to tap directly into the earth's core we'll have power and privacy uh our advanced agent has already delivered the components i want to start construction immediately the signal hasn't changed, so it means that the event has not occurred yet. Mm-hmm. So they're there to prevent some sort of event. Right. And then the woman who's wearing the robot hand says, I hope we're in time, and I hope we can't be tracked to this universe. Mm-hmm. Um, the, she says that the, the, the temptations will be strong, but this is a covert operation. None of you will leave this base, with, base without permission. You will avoid being seen at all costs. The results could be c- catastrophic. Do you think that's Monster Girl? I don't know. I don't, I don't know who I don't she is. I don't think so. And then she says, do you understand, and who is she talking to, Ryan? She's talking to Invincible, Wolfman, and Tech Jacket, which is awesome. Right, but we've never seen this before ever. No. No, we have no idea. These are the three, and this is Invincible, Wolfman, and Tech Jacket, from the same universe as Doctor Immortal and Assassin Kate. So these are different. These are different universe versions of them. These these were the people who were in the cryo suits yep. or in the, these are in the, the four, helmet suits. Yeah, this was the four people that were sent back. Hmm. And some monster, some villain, is tracking them and trying to kill them for some reason. For some reason, but they're there to stop some event from happening, which has literally nothing to do with the events of of this comic book. No, nothing as far as we it. know, right? Unless. You know, cloning Brit is going to cause some right. sort of event. So then, randomly, the end of the the end of the comic, the end of volume two, is Brit showing up. You know, honey, I'm home, but 
you know, Jessica is asleep with Britt Jr. on the couch. And, you know, he mentions how big Britt Jr. has gotten. And he lays down on the couch and falls asleep next to them. So... Which I think is a very Brit thing to do. That felt like a panel from Brit Volume, volume one. 1. Like, a quiet moment. It felt very calm and peaceful, but a lot of emotion. Mm-hmm. So we know that, that the baby was taken, that she was drugged, mm-hmm. so the baby could get taken, mm-hmm. and the baby was returned. Yes. So is that the original... Is that the original that the, son? We don't know. Is that a robot? It could be anything. You know what I mean? I'd like to think it's the original son, and they just found a way to take a sample from him. Because think right. about it. Britt Jr. probably doesn't have abilities, so they can pierce his skin. They can get samples easily. Okay. So they probably got a good blood so sample. So what is Britt's brother, what's his goal? What's his end game? And wouldn't he have the same abilities and DNA that they have? Because if they, if they both have powers, if Britt and, and Brittany have powers, and why, wouldn't he? And why is he taking Britt Jr.? as a villainous move when he was the one that woke up Brit. Right, exactly. Why would he want to wake up Brit? And But he was also there in the white room. Mm-hmm. So he's so, like playing so, both sides. So what the fuck is going on? I have no idea. But I don't mean that I don't mean that in like a, oh, what the fuck's going on? I mean that like, what the fuck is going on? Like <laughs> someone... I'm... So the next volume, Brit Volume 3, AWOL, uh, those are the last six issues of Brit. It Ever. ended, yeah. Have it you ended. read it? Did nope. you read it yet? Okay. Nope. I wanted to go into this like completely having no idea so we right. could have this clusterfuck of a conversation. Yeah. Uh, sorry if it was a, a mess of a conversation, but that's just how this was, and it was kind of hard to follow. So we, uh, I'm I'm interested. I want to know. I'm. Uh, Brit, Brit ended. The ongoing series ended because Kirkman said the sales were not good. They said it was a fra- he said it was a fraction of what Walking Dead and Invincible did. Hmm. Um, weird. Yeah. Well, well, it was weird because I mean we started reading Invincible right when Brit started, and we I mean it could just be the fact that I mean I wasn't fully aware of the Invincible universe or what the tie-ins were. Um, you'd have to think that I saw the you know advertisements in the back of Invincible, but I never saw anything. Uh, I never saw issues on my comic shop shelf, mm-hmm. um, but regardless, uh, it didn't sell well, and it ended at with issue twelve. So, one thing I hope, as I do with anything that ends, including Invincible, you know, coming up with this year being the last year of Invincible, is that it has a proper ending, and everything's and, tied up. And judging by that volume, I have no idea how it can. There's a lot of crazy shit that goes on in that, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm a little concerned that they're going to be able to make it, you know, wrapped up in a cohesive story. So let's talk about what needs to get wrapped up. First and foremost, the squid thing, and the squid things inside. I feel like of that's Brit. pretty easy. That I feel like I feel confident that that could be wrapped up because that's like okay, like we said, that's a uh, a means to extract DNA from Brit. Think about it. He has impenetrable skin. Mm-hmm. How do you get DNA out of something that's impenetrable? You know okay. what I mean? Like, so I have another question for you. Okay. How did Brit escape the white room and become a hobo? His brother? No. He was there. No. Think about it. He was just out. He was just free roaming around. No, but think about it. Maybe his brother broke him out and freed him. And then his brother waited for the right time to wake him up. Right, but Slitter never talks about how they lost the original Brit. No, they, had they didn't. Him, you know, yeah. that, that was kind of weird. I, I remember like looking back, like, wait, did he escape? Was yeah. he let loose? Maybe because he sounded crazy. Maybe they just assumed he was a nut job and let him go. But why would they do that? They need original samples. That yeah. was the whole point. Yeah, 
Yeah, I don't know. Um, we need to know what happened with Britt Jr. We need to know the deal between, her, you know, this brother, this third sibling, and where well, he comes from. Well, we saw in Invincible when Robot did his whole um, Order 66 initiative. <laughs> I like that. And remember he, Britt put Baby Britt in one of his rocket boots mm-hmm. and shot him through a robot. Yes. So, so you we know, know that he's Britt invulnerable. Jr. gets powers. Or, yeah, he's yes. invulnerable. Yeah, so you know that he has powers and you know that that's got to be the original baby. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, so we know that's probably going to get wrapped up because we know from Invincible. Yeah, I'm sure that... Right. I, I remember reading that and thinking to myself, oh... Well, in Brit's, you know, mm-hmm. tie-in comic, the baby gets powers. Right. So we also need to know what's the deal with his brother. Mm-hmm. Like, why is he playing both sides? Why did mm-hmm. he wake Brit up? Why did he... Was he there when he got stolen and, and all that other stuff? Why did he steal the baby? And then we also obviously need to know about this dimensional shifting invincible wolfman tech jacket yeah that were sent from another dimension to, to stop something from happening mm-hmm. in that time and there's a villain after them i am excited to read the next one just because i'm like whether call it morbid curiosity but i need to know i need to know if all of that gets explained and it has to be because you know what we we i have volume three right here and mm. invincible's on the cover hmm maybe we should just flip through it right now no i don't think so okay so invincible wolfman tech jacket cecil they're on the cover like they're on the back. Like, this seems to be the, you know... The arc, the overall arc yeah. of what's going on. Yeah. Uh, it looks like Jessica has a new... Or I'm sorry, Jessica. Brittany has a new costume. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm excited to read it. I want to know. Um, what are What is everybody else's says, thoughts and, on this? And it says in the back, and finally, the secret origin of Brit. So we are going to know, like, where he, Brittany, and this third sibling came from. They might all roughly be the same age, so maybe they're all test tubes, you know what I mean? Like, Why are they so interested in Brit? Wouldn't you be more interested in Omni-Man? Like his adventures while he was on Earth before well, Mark came into the picture? No, no, just like... Or you mean like... So Omni-Man's been on Earth for a while, right? Mm-hmm. He's a superhero that can fly. You mean why... That is invulnerable and super strong. Yeah, why is Slitter so interested in just Brit? Well, why? probably because Brit is a government, like, he's a GI. Like, he works for them. So why try and track down some alien that can just, you know, speed away? But Omni-Man away? for Cecil? And the True. Guardians? True. They work for the government? But it might be harder to track down Omni-Man than Brit, who comes in every day, and he just seems like a normal but senior they, citizen. But they went through, they built this whole operation... Like, I feel like it would make more sense to go after a more powerful superhero that maybe has super strength. Maybe. I mean, we found out in the previous volume that they were testing on multiple, you know, well, anyway, maybe they super, are. Yeah. You know, maybe they would get Omni-Man if they could, but this is about Brit because... That's, that's called Brit. That's, that's what they're currently doing. I don't know. I don't know. But... So far... I... From, and, and I've read, I've read Wolfman. Mm-hmm. I've read Brit now. Mm-hmm. Two volumes worth, mm-hmm. and I've read Tech Jacket. All of Tech Jacket. My, I, you know, I don't think I've read the original Tech Jacket stuff, but I read okay. um, most of the new most stuff. Most of no, all the new stuff. Oh, right. I read everything that came out the digital, the digital exclusives, and then the stuff that came out after that. Mm-hmm. Plus all the stuff that's Invincible. This is absolutely my least favorite. Invincible I thing. was pleasantly surprised with Volume One of Brit. I really liked it. All the stuff with mine. Um, uh, mm-hmm. Mind, whatever his yeah. name was, the first, yeah, the first mastermind pages. in the beginning. Like I thought, all the stuff with Volume One was cool. 
um, the subtle tie-ins with Invincible, like the school, the alien invasion. It was also I, written by Kirkman. True. Um, yeah, but I'd have to agree that volume two didn't impress me that much. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm intrigued or interested by, you know, the, you know, this Invincible tie-in at the very end of this volume. But um, I have to say, like, I'm hoping volume three turns around a little bit and does mm-hmm. something. You know, which you know it would have to because Britt is so prominent in the Invincible universe. Like he's he's a major player in the Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, the Guardians of the Globe. Mm-hmm. Fuck, I did it. Yeah, I did it for the everybody first time. does it. I did it for the first time. <laughs> the Guardians of the Globe. He's he's extremely prominent in it. Oh, like yeah. he's a major player. Mm-hmm. So I mean, for him to be that popular in Invincible, you'd think that this would be better. Yeah, you know what I mean. So this volume, but I at agree. the time, but at the time he wasn't. At the time, he wasn't really one of the members of the Guardians of the Globe. Right, but why would anybody fucking care about somebody that comes from a shitty comic and for him to be in Invincible so much? Unless Volume 3 ends... Well... You know? I don't know. I don't think anybody was reading it. That's why it was canceled. So I don't think it matters yeah. what ha- happens in that to make people like him more yeah. or to give him more time in Invincible. I think he is a good character. I like the character of Brit. But I do too. I just think this story isn't, you know, really doing it for me. Yeah. So. And I liked him more before I started reading this, yeah. which is weird, you know? Because I, I, I don't know. I just, yeah. I feel like he's written better by Kirkman. Obviously, I just don't like this writer. Hmm. But you know what we should do, Ryan? We should, we read, should, vo- we we should, should read Volume 3. Keep and, reading. And l- look let's, ahead. Let's, let's, let's find Let's find out. Let's find out together. Dude, really? It... <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> Let's find out together. All right. So, well, thank you for listening. Uh, sorry again if it was a jumbled mess. It was just a little tough to get through. Um, but we'll. Uh, I'm going to read Volume 3 soon and you know take my notes and everything. I'm not sure when we're going to be doing our Volume 3 discussion on it because up next in two weeks should be uh, New Reader Volume 8 in which the girls are going to sit down with me and talk all about... Uh, Bulletproof becoming invincible, uh, the time that Robot and Monster Girl spent in the Flaxon dimension, and all that leads right up to Volume 9, which has some exciting stuff. One of my favorite volumes of Invincible. Dude, so good. So good. And I they don't even Monster know. Monster Girl is a baby, yes. and like, they throw yes. her, and you're like, why did they throw this baby in terms of this monster? You're like, holy fuck, that's yes. Monster Girl. Yep. Oh, man, that was so good, good stuff. So excited for that. Look for that in two weeks. And uh, after that, we'll have a new issue. We'll have issue 133. Finally, uh, finally, invincible. you have a reason to listen to this podcast again. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, we should be monthly. We should be Invincible Comics monthly, which means that every month we're going to have a new reader and a new issue, which means who knows when the next time we're going to get to do a tie-in series unless we do like a random one uh, thrown in there. But uh, that does it. If you have read Brit, email us. Let us know what you think. Uh, did you read this when it was coming out monthly? What did you think of it at the time? Uh, we'd love to hear from you and if you're reading along with us we'd love to hear your thoughts on it as well other than that that does it for us bill thank you for joining me yeah thanks for having me yeah anytime uh remember you can find us on facebook and twitter you can email us at the invincible podcast at gmail.com and that does it for us thanks for listening bye bye guys bye